Welcome to Season 3 of I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting. I'm Garrett McMillan, a new sophomore on this year's Alabama baseball team, and thanks to our new NIL regulations, I can be paid a nominal amount to promote this podcast. A very nominal amount. Is there another word for less than nominal? Just stick to the script, Garrett. Okay. Tom and JT will be rambling on about SEC football again this year with a high lean on the Crimson Tide. Hey, have you guys ever considered I'm not bucking, you're bucking? Garrett, the script. Okay. Here are your hosts, Tom and JT. Welcome to Season 3. Welcome in to episode 23, season 3 of I'm Not Targeting, You're Targeting. I'm half your host team, JT, along with Tom. Tom, are you there? Uh, is this where I say hello and stuff? I, I know, can't right? remember what, what we've been doing. <laughs> it's been so long. The last time we came on here, we threw each other a pity party for Bama getting beat by Georgia. And, I mean, I was sitting there just ad-libbing the intro. I'm like, am I doing this right? I think I am. But yeah, I mean, I, I think we're good here. I, let's be frank, Tom. Our listeners have very low expectations for this podcast. And I've noticed we're locked on Bama, who is probably – it's probably the premier Bama podcast out there. They've gone YouTube. Yeah, we're not going to do video anytime soon. So, uh, you know, I, I think our I think our 22-and-a-half listeners are, are fine with any intro we give them. I'd, but, you I'd, know, how's, how's it been going? For, I'd vote for YouTube, but I'm sure there's another video service that will be out in the future that we should, you know, as soon as we latch on to YouTube, it'll be obsolete. So, yeah, yeah. Right, let's hold out for the next video streamer. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, I don't know if we ever talked about this, but when the COVID hit, you know, it's, it, we're coming up on the two-year anniversary of two weeks to flatten the curve. And when COVID hit, you know, everybody's like Zoom meetings, Zoom meetings. I'm like, man, you know, I remember when I was in education back prior to 2010 and I was at a um, uh, a conference and uh, at a presentation and a lady talked about Skype and she did a Skype call. And I'm like, that's so cool. And that was the big joke is, you know, Skype had a had a league going into the the fourth quarter and couldn't hold the league, couldn't hold Zoom off. I mean, what happened to Skype? Like, how can you be such a poor planner if you're Skype that once COVID hits, it's all Zoom and Skype is, is nowhere to be found? Well, they always say that the, you don't want to be the guy who invents the the new technology. You want to be the guy, the second guy in there who perfects it. Oh, that's, that's probably like, what happened to yeah, Hence, Hence MySpace and Facebook. Exactly. Vine and TikTok, so a lot of words of wisdom from Tom. Coming out of the gate with wisdom. Yeah, I'm bringing it tonight, baby. <laughs> All right, you've got commentary. I'm going to shut up. Cause oh, I'm, man. I, like I told Tom pregame, I'm looking at a blank sheet of paper here. So we're, you know, <laughs> well, if we I make mean, 37 minutes, it'll be a miracle. <laughs> it's the off season, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's just you know, and it's never been more apparent than after the Super Bowl ends, which is, uh, I, I guess, one of the reasons that we selected this week to to put a little intermediate podcast together. But I, w- I was thinking about that now that, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I keep myself occupied with uh, spring sports, baseball, softball, basketball. You know, on the college level, I don't I don't get into major league, but and we'll get into some of those uh, here in a little while. But I was I was thinking though, without actually 
having the Thursday night football games and the Friday nights and the Saturdays and the Sundays and the Mondays and 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 doing research for the other stuff and anticipating your upcoming games and stuff, you know, I had to fill my time with some other stuff and and if you're like me, a working fella not on the podcast, of course, <laughs> but something that actually brings home the bacon. You know, I get up in the winter to go to work and it's dark, and then I get home in the evening after work and it's dark. And so it's it's mainly indoor stuff, and we don't have football to tide us over. Yeah. Um, so I've been... I've been binging a lot of shows. <laughs> I've been just getting into all kind of stuff. Uh, have you, have, all right, so have you uh, have you watched? You've watched Yellowstone, right? I do not watch Yellowstone. I'm one of really? probably the three percent of the country that doesn't watch it. Misty watches it religiously, but no, I, I don't watch it. Yeah, so I, so I, I picked up Yellowstone, and that was awesome. I binged through that, and then they had the prequel to it i guess 1883 which is going on now that's awesome i've been killing that one show that i had no idea was good i didn't even know what it was and i i'm through like five seasons of it and it first came out in like 2013 i'm gonna laugh if it's uh, if it's the one that i've started watching on showtime but go ahead no it's not this is an nbc show uh, this was uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen I, that? I have a contract with only pay channels, so no, I, I can't. I'm not allowed to watch ABC, CBS, NBC, anything well, like that. Well, it's on. Uh, the only reason I even knew it existed is on Prime now. I think is where I watch it. Uh, I think it's no Prime or Hulu. I can't remember. So it's on the streaming. But yeah, so it's it's commercial free. It's it's like that. But that is the funniest show, man. Just for like, you don't need to think about it. You just enjoy it. If you need to go up and go to the bathroom or get a snack while it's going, just leave it running. You ain't missing nothing. Yeah. You just come back and you're just entertained for the face value of it. I, I love that show. I just can't get enough of it. <laughs> so that's cool. a comedy? Yes. Oh yes. gosh, I thought it was like a cop show. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a, it's a funny, it's a funny show. It's got uh, Sandberg, Andy Sandberg in it. Uh, I don't know if you, he's been in several. Yeah, movies he was. He played. Uh, he played Zuckerberg in the Facebook, right? Uh, the Social Network movie. Is that him? Is that him? I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Somebody. One of our listeners is like you, idiot. I know exactly who it is, and I can't call in because y'all don't do call-in <laughs> shows. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I've just been filling my time in. What What, what have you been What well, have you been filling up with? All right, so you know, Tori, my oldest, cheers. So I I have had a decent amount of sports to go to, and then Sophie, the younger one, plays tennis, and so we've been tennis has kicked off. So we've done a couple of times, you know, a couple of matches with tennis. And then Tori, the oldest one, so we cheer other night. I don't know. I guess it's a couple of weeks ago, week before last. We we cheer, and I'm leaving, and I, we're riding separate separately. And uh, 
I'm streaming YouTube on uh, on my stereo, my radio, what my speakers through my car. So I see a text come through, but you know YouTube is still working with 2003 technology. You can't click off and the music continue to play. So I finished my song, opened up the snap, and it said, "How mad are you going to be if I play softball this year?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I'm not going to be mad at all. It's a, it's you know it's your last ride. It's your senior year. Do what you like." So she's playing softball. So my life's about to get really, really busy when as soon as that kicks in. And, and the Russellville boys got put out last night by Mae Jemison, a team that should have beat them by, I would have guessed, 30. The champion of the area that Mae Jemison is in, of course, played the runner-up of our area. And Lee Huntsville beat, beat um, the Lawrence County like 80-something to 30-something. So it was uh, – we played really well. We were tied at half. And then uh, they went on an 18 to nothing run to start the third. You never really want to see those, Tom, unless you're the, on the eight, unless you're on the business end of that or the non-business <laughs> end. We were on the business end of that, and yeah. we cut it to 13. But they yeah, the better team won. But as far as TV watching, I've I started watching Homeland again. Did you ever watch that on Showtime? I did. I got I got into that first first season was really good. I, I liked what they did with it, and then it kind of it kind of got a little boring. Uh, yeah, and I, I mean that's what I'm just trying to to work through it. And Dad Gum, I'm you know got a good little a good little uh, streak going, and my Fire Stick bites the dust. Now, I do have a smart TV, but I've not downloaded Showtime on the. I didn't know that I could download different apps. I don't. I've always used the Fire Stick, so I've got to I've got to get it downloaded. I'm on like season five, late on season five, but. Uh, other than that, you know, caught the caught the Super Bowl this past weekend, so that was a good time. What was your favorite part of the Super Bowl besides the halftime show? The blue Gatorade. I actually picked blue Gatorade. I put in sixteen prop bets, and I, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> um, I went nine and I, okay. Well, let me tell you what I went according to my service. I went nine and seven according to my service. So. The, and, and the reason I say it like that is this. I wake up the next morning and I'm going over through, you know, looking at everything that I hit and missed. I, you know, I, I bet the coin toss four different ways and hit three of them. Like, that was pretty cool. I, 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 hit, the, I hit the call on um, – I hit the call that, as it landed on the turf. I said that the player calling it would call the wrong call. He did. And then I, I bet another one I can't remember. And then the one that I'd lost – and then the, the last one I hit was the team that wins the toss would lose the game, and that happened. And then I had the Gatorade over the national anthem. I think I've already mentioned that. And uh, But anyway, <laughs> uh, I had high-scoring quarter at the third quarter. And as you remember – and let me, let me ask you this before I go any further. Do you agree that every bet you put in, it, it, if it has a winner, it also has a loser, Correct. Uh, yes, that is yeah, correct. Yeah, okay. You know, no matter what, like the Gatorade dump, okay, th- there was no way that was going to be a push because you had blue, yellow, slash, you know, lime, you had red, you had purple, you had clear, and then you had no Gatorade bath. So there's no possible way. You had more than two choices. There's no possible way that that was going to be a push. Somebody was going to win because if it was either going to be a color or it's going to be no Gatorade bath. <clears throat> and 
So if you have, and of course, if you're betting a point line, like if it's a half a point, two and a half, three and a half, it's not going to be a push. Okay, well, the bet I made could have a push because there's only four quarters, and I had to pick the, I had to select the one that I thought was going to have the most points scored. So we come out in the third quarter. Do you remember the first play of the third quarter? Uh, was that the long pass play? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So okay, so I looked. Uh, first quarter was ten points. Second quarter was thirteen. We come out and Burrow throws a long pass and we go up. You know, I've got seven points on the board with 14 and a half minutes left. I'm like, man, one more touchdown and I'm, I'm, at least I'm good to the fourth quarter. Well, that didn't happen. They kicked two more field goals. So going into the fourth quarter where I think they scored seven or ten total, I, we were at 10, 13, 13, and then the fourth quarter remained to be played, which, I, like I said, it was below 13. They counted that as a loss for me. So I text my guy, he will remain nameless, and he <laughs> said, call the, call the number on the website. So I called and a lady answered and she spoke English, but she wasn't from America, if that makes any sense. But she spoke fine English. I had no trouble understanding her at all. But my point is, she, it wasn't like I was talking to some girl from Birmingham that understood football. And I right. told her the situation, gave her my ticket number, and she said, hold on. So she put me on pretty a pretty lengthy hold and came back. She said, yeah. She kept saying, well, that's a standalone bet, and uh, it's a, they counted it as a loss. And I'm like, what does that mean? I, I, and the the point of, of her not understanding football, I wanted – if it would have been you, like let's just say I called you, I'd say, okay, Tom, I can, I can deal with that. It's a standalone bet, therefore it's a loss. But if that's a loser, then I ha- we have to have a winner. So tell me what quarter won. You know, yeah, exactly. I mean, it should have been it should have been a push. Yeah, you it was, can't, it was you only. can't you can't take everybody's money. No, I mean, because <laughs> that's what they did. <laughs> I mean, like, did the second quarter did they lose too? You know, it should have pushed out second. Either you pay second and third, or you push it out. I would have pushed it out personally. And uh, it's not like I said, it's only twenty bucks. And I text my bookie back with the answer I was given, and he's like, "Look, dude, I'll just I'll credit you twenty bucks." Like I said, uh, it's he and I have a good relationship. And I never have to ask him to pay me. He never asks, has to ask me to pay him. It was worth $20 for me not to, you know, hold a grudge for 15 years, which I've been known to do. <laughs> but uh, yep, I was the, Gatorade bath, the Gatorade bath was, was nice because that, uh, that paid like 240 You know, I don't think I only had 20 bucks on it. Okay. And, uh, but, I, you know, I, I definitely liked, uh, I liked the fact that Ashawn Robinson had a good game, and I like the fact that Burrow got a loss in the playoffs finally. Yeah. I was sitting here uh, before the game. I had the usual suspects from the neighborhood over uh, to watch it, and uh, I told him, I was like, oh, yeah, that's my buddy Tiffin. I said, we have been wagering on the coin toss for the Super Bowl for the last 20 years or more. I said, I don't remember when it started. I said, but let's just put it this way. If we've been doing it for 20 years exactly, I said, I wouldn't hesitate to say that he's 18-2 and two or 17-3 <laughs> against me. I was like, it's unbelievable. I said, I cannot win. I, said, I mean, I, I did have a Fear the Thumb shirt made one year. <laughs> and, and I said, I said, they were like, well, this is your year. And I said, well, I have tails. He's called heads already. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure enough, you won again. <laughs> <laughs> crazy but uh yeah i mean my my favorite part of the super bowl was getting stafford a ring you know yeah he's, yeah he's 30 
34 years old, 13 times in the league before before his Super Bowl ring this past uh, past weekend. He had never won a playoff game. I mean, of course he played for the Detroit Lions. I was surprised they even made it. I had to go back and look it up. They they made it three times to the playoffs. All yeah. wild cards lost every, every wild card game they were in. So they, he was 0 for 3 in playoff games until this past weekend. So that was pretty sweet. I, I enjoyed uh, getting him a win. I think he uh, – I think a player like that who's stuck in a team that is not going to get better uh, or, or doesn't have the 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 resources, the 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 um, administration, the commitment, the commitment. The commitment yeah. all of it. Yeah. So I mean, they and they're just not going to have that. And uh, I mean, they've had some of the best players in the country, in the country, in the world. It's the NFL. Uh, you know, like uh, Barry Sanders and and players like that. Calvin, Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson. I mean, just just generational players, but they're never going to put anybody around them. Yeah. And so I, I was I was glad to see that. I you know does does Stafford now with the Super Bowl ring is he a candidate for uh, Hall of Fame? That's usually the that's usually I think what they look for in the guys that you know are they Hall of Famers or are they not you know like Eli Manning has definitely punched his ticket with two but if he had zero or if he just had the one ring I don't know I mean I think his his numbers were adequate you know he was a solid starter for ten years in the NFL which is what Stafford is but somebody tweeted said okay if Stafford is in based on the, the Super Bowl putting him over, then Matt Ryan is in. And, like, you know, I don't – as we know from listening to this podcast, I don't watch enough pro to matter. I do thoroughly enjoy the playoffs. I, I like championship weekend better than Super Bowl weekend because it's kind of like to get there. It's kind of like with basketball, college basketball. You know, yeah, you want to win, of course, but, dude, to get to the Final Four. Like, that's the goal, mm-hmm. get to the Final Four. And I think that's the goal. Let's get to the Super Bowl, then anything can happen. So – I think he he will get serious consideration, and I assume he's going to play again. You know, a second ring definitely puts him in. Yeah, I mean he had he had solid numbers his thirteen years, even with the team he was on. So yeah, who knows? I mean, I'm I'm with you. I'm not I'm not a NFL uh, concierge or nothing. So uh, I'll uh, I'll defer to the people who know know more than I do in that respect. A couple of tweets. Um, Od- uh, Art Darrell had Odell Beckham to get the first touchdown, so that cashed. There was a guy on Twitter that had T. Higgins. Uh, he, he tweeted at T. Higgins. What this guy had at plus 9,500, he had O.D. Beckham Jr. to get the first touchdown, and then the second touchdown go to T. Higgins, and it paid plus 9,500. 9, I don't know what he put on it, but, I mean, a $10 bet would get you 950. So mm-hmm. he tweets out, and I think T. Higgins actually dropped one in the end zone. I don't remember how if it should have been called or whatever. But he had a screenshot of T. Higgins dropping a pass or the pass. He didn't catch it. And uh, he called T. Higgins out. He's like, at T. Higgins, you cost me this bet, and now I've got to play uh, uh, on PS4 instead of being able to, to afford a PS5. 
And T. Higgins responded back to him and said, you want to lose in Madden also? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. And Georgia, you know, bless their hearts, Georgia just won a national championship. I don't know about you, but when Bama beat Ohio State last year, the farthest thing from my mind was talking smack to Ohio State fans. I was happy that we won it. I didn't care that that – who we beat, I just wanted the ring. Now, I'm not saying I didn't put out something on, immediately on Facebook right after the game because we did. We met some uh, a couple at Sturgis and the guy's an Ohio State fan, but it's all good-natured with him. But, I mean, we're talking a month and a, a handful of days, right at a month, I guess, from the national title game, and Georgia said – I'm basically, I'll just paraphrase it. Well, I'm shocked that LA won because I was informed that if you lose your best wide receivers, you can't, you can't win a championship. And I'm like, dude, okay, you lost, they lost Beckham Jr. Okay, was, they still had Cooper be- Cup. Yeah, I was fixing to say he wasn't their best receiver. Yeah. Not, not, okay. not all year. Uh, no, but we'll, we'll, we'll let him play the part of Mechie in this argument. Okay, so you lost Beckham Jr. And guess what? The guy, Cooper Cup, not only was he not injured, he was the MVP of the game. Let's see how L.A. would have fared if, let's say, Odo Beckham Jr. went out, what, first, late first, early second quarter. What if Cooper Cup comes out and blows his knee the first play of the third quarter? I don't think L.A. wins. No. You know. And then and pile on to that, let's see L.A. lose both their starting corners and then be down to their first string running back and their fourth string running back. So, you know, Georgia, enjoy your title and, you know, STFU, as the young kids, as the <laughs> youths say these days. Yeah, that's the only reason I, I thought we were having this podcast. I, I thought we were going to recap the national championship game again. <laughs> Lord, I hope not. <laughs> what are they doing down there in Auburn, man? Man, I don't know. That was my next topic, I, and I've got it written down. High drama at Auburn. I mean – a guy tweeted out, and then I've seen some other people, and I actually told Daryl this. Let's say that me and you and Daryl were were hired, and okay, so I'm the I'm the president of the university, obviously. You're the athletic director, and Daryl is the big booster. And we don't like we don't like. I, I know I know we're using people that like Alan Green, the AD down there, is in Harson's corner. He hired the guy for crying out loud. But just for sake of argument, so we're me. The three people I just mentioned are huge Bama fans. So we're going to try to sabotage Auburn's program, and what we would do, I, you know. So a picture me and you and Daryl meeting together in a closed room, and we're like, "Well, listen, you think we can do this? Yeah, yeah, I think we can do that." And I don't think it'd be too obvious if we had planned to do exactly what Auburn did to their head coach. One of us would have said, guys, that, that's, there's no way people are going to buy it. They're going to know that we're sabotaging them. That's too far. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I yeah. mean, they have handicapped the poor guy. They drugged that, the, the young lady through the mud. I don't think he had an affair with her. You know, at first when it came out, I'm like, well, you know, it, it makes sense. He brought her with him from Boise. But as the, the story unfolded, that kind of just disappeared, which makes me believe that that was totally untrue. And that hurts. That hurt. That's crossing the line big time to try to get rid of a coach. That hurts the Harson family. It hurts the young lady that that's on staff there, pun intended. And I just they have handicapped him 
to where how do you recruit the the biggest the Alabama is supposed to have the best crop of seniors for the class of 2023 something like 20 four and five stars where I would say normally the state of Alabama I would say we probably have eight to twelve four four or five stars and that you know player player nine ten eleven twelve thirteen somewhere around there is when you dip down to three star players we're supposed to have twenty four and five star players Georgia's supposed to have thirty two four and five star players that's the biggest recruiting grounds for Auburn how do you go in and convince a, a family that, hey, not only am I going to be there this year, I'm going to be there to watch your kid graduate. I don't see it happening. They have shot themselves in the foot. No, somebody said we shot ourselves in the foot. And so, well, another guy said, no, dude, we shot both our legs off. <laughs> I, I have no idea what they were thinking, honestly. And, you know, and you're right on the, on the prop, uh, supposed affair or whatnot. The only place I ever saw that was – on the tweeter machine that's it yeah none of the news agencies now they were 100 percent aware of it but yeah. none of them that i saw you know none of them even referenced it one iota they all steered clear of that and uh i i guess kudos for them i was surprised they didn't mention it even if they were just going to redact the name or whatever just as much traction as it got it was just weird that it wasn't quote unquote a news story you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. not that not that you had to get in the mud and drag and and get on board and say yeah this is that but i just was really shocked nobody really mentioned it well i'll tell you what the week the okay so thursday night is when it broke uh, what Thursday before last, and I didn't. I was in bed because normally I I would have caught it. I've usually checked the Twitter machine pretty often, and I guess I cut it off around seven and didn't get back on to the next morning. Actually, Danny and Dusty and Danny in the morning on the XM the eighty four they they mentioned the rumor of an affair. Of course, they left a, they left names out, but to your point stands. That is the only radio show that I heard even breach the subject. Yep. Yep. And so, and, and I, I don't know whether to say kudos to them, or, you know, blissful ignorance, or you know, we're just gonna just sweep it under the road until we find something concrete. I don't know what the right protocol is for that. I mean, I really don't. I mean, when it's got so much traction anyway, it's already news. Mm-hmm. So why don't you report it? Uh, just, just kind of. Kind of weird, but 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 agree with you. Uh, they have set themselves back, even though they kept the coach. I mean, how do you? <laughs> it was it was just comical that they had a press conference to announce that they were investigating their coach. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. something didn't come out other than that supposed affair thing. And, 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 of course, they didn't meet, mention that they were investigating because of an affair. They just simply had a press conference and said they were evaluating their coach. Yeah, they're <laughs> trying to separate fact from fiction. <laughs> one, one year in, I'm just going <laughs> to announce that we're we're just checking on this guy here. <laughs> he, he may not be around next year. We're not saying one way or the other. And and then come back and have another conference to announce that we're keeping him. 
<laughs> all, all Congratulations, the while, guys. All the while, he's in Mexico <laughs> with his family, you know, sipping Mai Tais at the local sandals bar. So. Oh, yeah. And, and to further that, apparently, we could all read between the lines here, somebody from the Auburn administration called down there to Mexico on the hotline, however you get the, the call through, and apparently started asking questions of which Harson must have said exactly that. Hey, I'm on a beach with a Mai Tai. I'm not answering your questions. And they come back and say, hey, uh, you know, Mr. AD, Mr. Green, he won't answer our questions. Uh, okay, well, let's pass a new rule that all employees must answer our questions. <laughs> And what, so they three did. Years, three years ago, Bruce Pearl would not talk to the to anybody from Auburn when the FBI was investigating uh, Chuck Person. Yeah, two sta- two uh, two rules of uh, two different rules sets of rules for the coaches down there. Apparently, <laughs> I love. It. I mean, it was announced he's under investigation, and then announced we just passed a rule that everybody must cooperate with investigations, <laughs> and then announced that we're keeping him. <laughs> You know, you and, and so you can't write comedy that good. So let's talk about that, okay? Uh, to me, the reason they kept him is because the guy that they wanted, and we all think it's Hugh Freeze, told him no that he wasn't going to come down there for whatever reason. You know, Hugh Freeze's dream job is Tennessee, and Tennessee has a coach right now that you know was just hired, Hopple. And we thought that was going to flop, and it didn't flop at all. He did very well, exceeded expectations in my opinion. So the Tennessee job looks to be pretty safe for at least three years, which who knows in the SEC now how long how long safe is, what, what that definition of safe is. You know, Saban is going to leave on his own, own terms. Kirby Smart will leave on his own terms. Jimbo Fisher is trending toward leaving on his own terms if he can maybe get to Atlanta and, of course, if he gets a national championship. But everybody else is basically day-to-day. So mm-hmm. I, I really feel like that the the person that they had tabbed to take it through back channels are like, hey, man, this, you know, I'm not coming down there with, with you firing a coach like this. That's the only explanation I have because – I know $18 million is nothing to sneeze at, but Jimmy Rain is worth $950 million. I've not done the math on that, but I would say him spending $18 million would be about like me stroking a check for, what, a couple of grand? You know, I could do it, don't really want to, when it's when the money's just going to be paying someone to not coach. But, I mean, I could hold my nose and write a check for $2,000 and get a guy out of there. So... To me, it wasn't the money, and and the the money was just handed out from the the season, uh, the twenty twenty two or the twenty twenty one season. What fifty something million a school? Mm-hmm. So I I think that's really the only logical explanation is the guy they had in line refused to take it, or somebody did a self reflection and said, "Are we really fixing to run a guy off up here for having an affair with somebody and then hire the guy that <laughs> <laughs> called hookers through a university issued cell phone?" <laughs> Honestly, I swear I was rooting for it. Even if we we're going to take some L's to re- you freeze, I was really rooting for that scenario. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, uh, that would have been hilarious. Um, <clears throat> after 
after we wrapped up the national championship i guess we went through another recruiting session uh we finished number two I, what did we get one recruit on signing day yeah that was one more than auburn and that was the rumor that the straw that broke the camel's back is he signed zero players on national signing day which to me that's not even a big deal well he only had 18 players he needed to sign somebody but he didn't sign anyone and not only that he was in on three players and he went over three you know, we signed the tight end for, that was bumping and grinding on Brian Kelly three days earlier. We signed that guy. So, but when you're number two in the country, and we, you know, we won the portal this year. We signed the number one running back, the number one defensive back, and then who else did we sign? So, Jermaine Burton from Georgia. Thank you. The number one receiver, pending if anybody else gets in the. And the portal, you know, I, I think if, if Butte got in the portal, he portal he would be considered better than Burton. But we, we signed the number one players as they were available in three different position groups. So, you know, we could afford not to sign anybody on signing day, and it wasn't a big red flag, and it was with Harson. Lane so Kiffin I, takes umbrance with your statement that we won the transfer portal. Well, who did he sign? I don't – it wasn't necessarily quality, but dude, dude got like – he got double-digit transfers. I don't remember the number. Dude, he you got could more only than sign 10. seven? No, he got more than that. Well, you can only sign seven to my knowledge. He must have gray-portaled them then or something. <laughs> <laughs> he did get Peegs, the, the big guy that used to play tight end that moved to defensive line for Auburn. I mean, that's a quality kid. I don't know where he fits in. But he's played a lot of SEC ball. And, you know, the, the next thing, we can kind of start tying this in with Bama news here. You know, we're looking at an offensive lineman from Vandy who is – I think he played tackle. He is going to be a graduate, so he'll be a grad transfer. Because one rule I do like I – I did not know this was uh, a rule until it came out on a couple of the chit-chat boards. In the conference – you cannot transfer to another school after February the 1st. So I'll just like think of it like this. Without a, without a hardship waiver, of course, who knows how easy or hard those are going to be able to be to get now. But let's say that uh, Tank Bigsby is like, you know what, after spring training, he's like, I am fed up with Auburn. I am transferring to Georgia. And they're supposed to tell, tell Tank, hey, look, that's fine. Transfer to Georgia. We'll see you in 2023, the fall of 2023. They cannot play after, if they enter the portal after February the 1st. So I guess a grad player would be eligible immediately based on he's graduated. And somebody tweeted out, I think it was Jimmy Stein, was like, well, you know, how good is this guy? We don't know. Is he better than what Bama has on campus right now? We don't know. What we do know is he's got 30-plus games playing in SEC football, and that's something that, you know, is very valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, no doubt about that. I was trying to look. I was trying to look to see if I could get an actual number on the transfer portals, and I, I, apparently I don't know how to uh, – to Google it, but it looks like since November of of twenty one, which is I guess in the last three months, they've got at least eleven. I don't know how they classify those. I don't know. So, anyway, um, as we're as we're talking, our head coach for the University of Alabama in basketball just got thrown out of the game. <laughs> I had my back to it. Yeah. Spoiler alert. 
Oh, gummit. Yeah, I'm on a delay, so I just saw the referee <laughs> tossing. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, my God. We ain't scored but two points in like the last ten minutes of play. Yeah, it's, it's, we're ungood sometimes. <sighs> well, I mean, speaking of basketball, <laughs> and I'm, I'm not charging, you're charging. We, uh, we do go through these little slumps against teams that we shouldn't slump against. We have very few games where we've blown opponents out. And when I say blown them out, we have very few double-digit wins. Yeah whether, yeah, whether whether it's the number one team in the nation or the number you know two hundred fiftieth team in the nation, we're we either struggle to win or lose outright, and we're just not we're not putting teams away, and that's that's unfortunate. But from a pure win loss perspective, you know we're still ranked twelfth in the RPI. Yeah, yeah, I know. We've got some great wins, just some terrible losses. We got number one strength of schedule by far. It's not even close. We have played the the teams currently ranking the RPI, the 2, 5, 7, 10, 11, 15, and 23rd. That's just in the top 25. We are 4 and 4 against those teams. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, 16 and 9 is our current current, uh, record. We we could lose out and probably still make the tournament here. I think we're a lot. We just got to work on seeding. We've got three road games left, three home games left, including tonight's home game, which we're currently losing by five. Seven, <laughs> seven on my TV. Oh, oh thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was I had I had hopes of going, you know, three and zero oh at home and going at. One and two on the road. That's that'd what be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, four and two, and, and that's, that's two out of the road games. Two out of three road games are tough. One's at Kentucky and one's at LSU. Yeah, we've already got a win against LSU, but both of those are top fifteen teams. Kentucky's currently in top five, I think. Um, so if we could go four and two, that'd put us at twenty and eleven going into the uh, SEC tournament. Uh, that's probably. That's probably a six seed, depending on six seven, depending on how uh, well, we're heading how into the tonight. Starts. I think heading into tonight, I think we're a five seed, and that's what's so weird. I, I'm like you; I don't think there's very little chance of us missing the tournament. We'd have to go over and then lose the first game of the tournament because we have such quality wins. You know, mm-hmm. we we've beaten three of the last last year's final four teams. But, you know, if we were to win out, let's just say we win tonight and we didn't lose again and won the SEC tournament, we're a number two seed. Like, we yeah. could go any, we could be anything from a two seed to an 11 seed. It's wild. That, it, it would be wild. It, it would really be wild to be a two seed with nine losses. But I, I agree with you. I think we might could get that's probably the ceiling. Maybe three's the ceiling. Three, but okay, I didn't, yeah, nine losses is pretty. Pretty yeah. salty, but definitely a three seed. Yeah, know, definitely a three. And, and I, I'm not discounting you could get to a two with the RPI. I mean, if you want out from here, including winning the SEC, your RPI probably jumps into the top three. Well, I mean, you probably odds are you beat Auburn in the in the tournament, so there's a, a top three win, I would say. Yep, you'd have to beat Auburn. You'd have to beat Kentucky, and you've still got Kentucky now, so you're gonna have a, a two Kentucky. Potential two top fives there, Auburn of top five, three top fives. Yeah, uh, in your win out plus yeah. whoever else you might catch. So, 
It's not unheard of for sure. Well, let's be real. Let's just let's try to avoid the play-in game, which they had us in this time last week. Yeah, my best guess the way we're playing now. Like I said, I was hoping for a twenty and eleven, which will be a four and two. If we lose tonight, the best we're gonna do is three and three, uh, which puts us at nineteen and twelve. Uh, you know, not not the record that I wanted to see. But here's the thing about basketball and tournament play. We're good enough. We've already shown that we can beat anybody, but we're not consistent enough to do it regularly. Can yeah. you get lucky a few times? What you, what you hope for in that situation is that you've got somebody outmanned in the first and second round, which may or may not happen, and then you get lucky for a couple games. That's what that's what we're looking at. We, you know, just to try to get into that. I would love to make the Elite Eight. I think that's a stretch for this team based on their consistency. But that would be my that would be my hope for them. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I don't. Of course. I don't, this. I mean, I, you know, of course, I'd love to win it. But that this team's not capable of winning it. I don't I, think so either. I don't think they're capable of getting to the Final Four. But they could get to the eight if if. If it, if things fail their way, which will be yeah, great. I mean like because in your scenario, you you win your first two games because you're just better than that team, and then then the game that gets you into the elite eight is the game that you you play like you did against Gonzaga or Houston or LSU at home Baylor. or who else did we beat Baylor A Baylor Baylor you know yeah. you get that game but Tennessee. can you get yeah, can you get that game back to back, which is what it would take in a, in a span of forty eight hours? Can you get from the 16 to the 8, then from the 8 to the 4, and I'm like you, it's just be be a, uh, just a, it's a tough call, Nordberg. Might give me some time to work on that one. <laughs> tall uh, order. That's what I was looking for. It's a tall order, Nordberg. It is a tall order. <laughs> they, uh, of course, you know, since last time we've been on here, too, talking about basketball, they have announced we're getting a new stadium. That will be sweet. Yes, it will. I think they plan to start construction in April of next year, which means we'll be back in Coleman this fall. And depending on where they build it, I don't know if they're... I'm guessing that we'll be in Coleman for two more years after this one. I don't know. Uh, somewhere off of Jack Warner Parkway, I think, was what I heard. Yeah, they, they have a spot across from the softball stadium they were considering, and then they were also considering in the parking lot next door to Coleman. So I don't know oh, if they landed on That's where I like anything. to park the motorhome, Tom. <laughs> well, you can park on Coleman once that happens. <laughs> oh, so. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know what sucks? I had uh, I went to the game with, with a few uh, buddies of mine uh, a couple weeks ago. It's first basketball game I've been to in years. It was when we played Arkansas, so luckily I did see a win. But Coleman is is so pitiful in some sections. And unfortunately, it was pitiful in the section we were in. We were sitting there. I don't know if you've been to a game lately or noticed where the press sits now. Do you know where I'm talking about? No, nah, the last game I went to was probably – 2018 or 19, I went and saw us. We actually beat Tennessee that day. So the press seats kind of sit at the end of one side of the court, uh, not not on the ba- not on the end lines, but like right on the corner of mm-hmm. of you know the the long side of the court, and it kind of goes up almost almost a full section, you know, up to that middle tier till it tears and then goes into the upper deck seating there. 
And <clears throat> we were sitting at the end of the baseline. And this is this is no exaggeration. And when you sit in the seats that we were in and look straight ahead, you were looking at the side of the press guys. <laughs> like the court is... You know, stadiums are built to where you, they round around, so your seat is always looking at the action. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. There was a good, had to be 200 or more seats that were looking straight ahead. And if you look straight ahead, you were just looking at the people sitting alongside of the court. And I got so tickled because we would stand up and watch and there was a group of us and i noticed that we were all kind of once you stood you kind of turned to the right a little bit so you could actually face the the, the court it looked like we were all posing for prom pictures you know how you <laughs> stand slightly to the side <laughs> don't look directly into the camera look off in the distance that's right <laughs> so the stadium can get here none too soon, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a smaller venue. And, you know, we, we made fun of when Auburn built theirs because they, they – Beard Eves, their old Coliseum was kind of like Coleman. It was big and it was, you know, built in the 60s or 70s. And their basketball, you know, contrary to a lot of Auburn people's beliefs, they had basketball down there before 2018. What? And, you know, back when we were in college, man, they they used to hang a big curtain to make it look not so cavernous because they couldn't fill it up. Well, then they got 8,500 seats or whatever. And now they have a good product. They fill it up. And it's a, it's a difficult place to play. So, you know, Bama needs that. We need we need to have a, an arena that's, that's hard to play in. And Coleman is just not that arena right now. So, yeah, it, it's time to upgrade, and I'm glad we're doing it. Yeah, and I look forward to it, too, because we have money to throw at it. And and they are doing exactly what you said and what we've been advocating for. They are reducing the size of that thing. I think they announced they were shooting for, what, around 11,000 or something? Yeah, maybe so, something um, like that. So that's a pretty good reduction in seats, which I think is warranted here. You know, there's very few times that we get more than twelve or 14,000 people in that big... What's that seat now? About 15? 16? I think, yeah. I'd say 13.5 to 15.5. I don't know. You know, it's... it's yeah. It'll seat a good many. But like tonight, I mean, I'm watching pretty much... Instead of listening to you, I'm watching the game. And, I mean, there's, there's empty seats everywhere when they pan the crowd. So we've got to get to where... We got to get uh, put a product on the court that's worth coming to see, and we got to make it in vogue to come to basketball games. You know, when I when I went to Alabama, really before you and I went a few years, but man, in the late eighties, early nineties, Wimp Sanderson, I mean, dude, it, everybody went to games. Everybody, right. you know, it was jam packed. Never an empty seat in the student section, and the rest of the arena was probably I don't know eighty percent full, ninety percent full. Mm-hmm. And David Hobbs took over, and it still stayed. You know, we had Antonio McDice, we had uh, Hollywood Robinson, some of those that still stayed pretty full. But man, it, it, we fell on hard times, and it's it's going to be a welcome sight to get the new arena. Um, go ahead, what you got? Well, I was going to say. 
talking about the new arena being over there off of Jack Warner crossing the softball, did you see the softball ladies this past weekend? I know they smoked some teams, including the number nine team in the country. Yes, they did. They look, I mean, they look super dominant. That's going to be fun to watch. I'm a big fan of the softball. I, I love it. I mean, it's it's entertaining to watch. I can oh, for sure. I can definitely watch a softball game beginning to end much quicker. Well, I say much quicker. I've never watched a women's basketball game from beginning to end. I'm sorry. I just haven't. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just, well, I've is, never that, is that a is that a joke? <laughs> I mean, it's just the people out there that do that. But I'm a I'm a huge fan, and those you know they're they're pretty good on social media too. Uh, you know those players and coaches and that sort of thing. I, they have a they have a a, a well run program, a good product, and it's fun to watch. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I know I texted you earlier this week too. Uh, you podcast listeners for our opening Garrett McMillan stick that we've got. Well, Garrett was just named the Friday starter this weekend for opening game for Bama baseball. No, that's so, huge, man. Yeah, Congrats to him. Congrats, Garrett. I'm, I'm hoping that turns into a permanent gig in that spot, which would be awesome. I mean, they have some injuries there, so there's going to be some shuffling as people get healthy and whatnot. But, you know, talking to his dad, he's been uh, – He's been really, really playing well uh, in their practices and scrimmages up to up through the past few weeks, and I, he he earned the Friday night start. I mean, he, I guess that's pretty obvious that he that he's done that. But I, I I will say this: the SEC is it's always loaded, but this year, oh my gosh, have you checked out the preseason? It's like polls? seven teams ranked or something. Well, I, I don't know how many total we have ranked. I thought it was more than that. But I know we have, in both major polls, we have six out of the top ten are the SEC teams. <laughs> and Including one, the defending national champions. Right. And in one of those polls, we have four out of the top five. <laughs> That's unreal. Now, but, yeah, both polls have Texas at number one, but in one of the polls after that, you know, it's a smattering of Vanderbilts and Mississippi State's Ole Miss's, Arkansas's, Florida's. I can't remember who the other predominant top ten team is. Maybe I don't know if Georgia was in there or not, but uh, it's it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a heck of a SEC uh, schedule for these guys. So, and you know. Scott, that's Garrett's dad. He tells me that they have some uh, some some guys that have transferred into the program that are new, but will be starting or at least get a lot of uh, significant playing time. So we may have some upgrades available on the baseball team that we're not really aware of, you know, coming off of last season. So uh, we expect to be better, and uh, I'm hoping that Garrett's out in front of that train. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I think the best news, though, is that we locked Garrett into the NIL deal with just a large pizza from Domino's. <laughs> I was fixing to I mean, say, he could, I, hope he yeah. don't, I hope he don't try to renegotiate on us. <laughs> Man, if he, Tom, if he hires Jimmy Sexton as his agent, we are his NIL agent, we're out. Like, we've got to find someone else. We'll just have to intro to music, uh, which I do have the new intro song picked out, as you know. We won't, we'll keep that in the wraps. All right, before we, before we get out of here, we've managed to talk for 50 minutes and say a bunch of nothing. But guys, and whoever's listening to this podcast, anybody that can hear the sound of my voice, you're invited to what I'm about to tell you. 
with the and we talked about this off air with the NFL going to 17 games instead of 16. What that has done is pushed the Super Bowl back one week. And why is that important? Well, there's a golf tournament in Phoenix every year the week after the Super Bowl used to be. Now it's the week of the Super Bowl, and it's the Waste Management Open. And I've been to the Ryder Cup, and the Ryder Cup gets really rowdy on number one tee. And that's about it, really. I mean, it's really neat. They do the ole, 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 you know, and and just USA, USA chants. It's, it's a really cool atmosphere. The 16th hole is a par three at the Waste Management in Phoenix, and they have built basically a football stadium stands around the entire hole. I mean, you can barely see any – gaps to where you can see you know other grass and sky because of the way they built the stands and it's it's a party atmosphere and the players encourage it ricky fowler will tell them hey get loud kind of like he'll do the happy gilmore like hey i need some chatter here so i can hit the ball <laughs> so over the weekend saturday i guess it was saturday sam Ryder hits a hole in one and i'm gonna say no less than a thousand beer cans and bottles were on the course it was, it was a thing crazy. of beauty i it mean so I say all that to say this, guys, it's going to be a guy's trip. Here's the plan. We're going to fly out of Birmingham on Wednesday after work. We're going to go to Waste Management Open Thursday, Waste Management Open Friday. Saturday, we're catching a flight to Vegas, have the rest of the day in Vegas, play a little poker, a little little seven-card stud, a little Omaha, whatever your flavor is. Sunday, we're going to watch the Super Bowl at a prestigious sports book and then Monday fly home. Guys trip, 2025, my daughters will both be in college. Maybe I'll have enough money to go, but everyone's invited that can hear. I'm going to start saving up now. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm in. Yeah, you could you could find that much money in your couch cushion, buddy. Yeah, I've seen your you. house. I hear you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, hey, honestly, I really enjoyed this podcast. Um, we should do it again. <laughs> you know, uh, I talked to our publicist. We have been renewed for season four, so that's good. <laughs> we uh, we need to hit us another podcast right about uh, pre-tournament. Yeah, I'd say March. That's what uh, Misty said, so it's podcasting done. I said, we'll probably hit one more around March Madness. And then I said, I don't know, spring practice. I don't even know when it starts. Don't know when it ends. Don't really care. But then, hey, what, the great thing about after spring practice ends and Memorial Day's next, and then you get in the short rows, as the old farmer would say, and we'll be, before you know it, we'll be breaking down SEC West, SEC East, and telling you who will win the national title. And we were pretty good prognosticators this year. We both had Bama in the title game, uh, so so that was good. But, yeah, it was fun not to have any pressure to do an actual good podcast. So, yeah, this was <laughs> loved it. Loved it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, but set your calendars for 2025 Waste Management Open and Vegas for the Super Bowl. And, Tom, as always, like I say every time on this podcast, if you're going to hate Auburn, you have to hate early and hate often. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, guys. Take it easy.